Let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> Alright guys, here we are for a new episode of Extremely Geeked Out Podcast. And today I have my best friend here, uh, Kyle Jones, from uh, Discussing Comics. And Kyle, glad to have you here, man. Yeah, I'm here, but Spider-Man, if I were in the Marvel Universe, Spider-Man might be going away. He's leaving. Uh, this was this was some groundbreaking news of this previous week. Um, wasn't really expecting it, because I didn't think... They weren't going to find a good deal. Um, but yeah, they, it, here we are. We're talking about Spider-Man potentially, well, as of right now, no longer in the MCU. Hmm. Shocker. Yeah, it's, it's a shocker. But then it's, I didn't think they were going to look for another going. I thought they were actually going to find something to keep him around a little longer. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What was the big breakup over? I mean, I, I haven't sat down this week, I'm ashamed to say, and read, but I've seen, like, left, right, and center. Everybody seems to be talking about it. What was the big breakup over? Do you know? Okay. Well, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I really want to get into onto the why of they broke that this whole thing broke down. So, okay, the whole deal itself originally was pretty unequal, but it was something just to basically get started and see what um, Kevin Feige can do with Spider-Man. So they so they came up with the, with the new deal by a 50-50 um, um, co-financing with Sony. And Sony didn't like that immediately. They refused it without even hesitation. But Sony wanted to keep the original deal, which was they or Disney would get five percent of first um of of of, uh, financing or revenue basically the you're talking about the first Mm pre-sales that five percent of that would go to marvel studios and that's all marvel studios got everything else went straight to sony pictures Mm, if you ask me okay yeah if you ask me that's a pretty low ball deal but hey to each his own i guess but if i think Marvel's really playing the faithful um, partner out of this by just taking it and just, you know, just go from there. So my question or my curiosity becomes at that point. So so that's what I well, first, let me back up. That was kind of what I thought was was the you know root of the issue, which is ultimately money. And I guess that's the ultimate thing with anything for that matter. But for this particularly, it's all about money. I don't know whose side I'm on. I I can look at it from Sony's point of view, but then again, I can look at it, well, actually three point of views from the fan perspective, and I can mm-hmm. also see it from Marvel's point of view. Yeah. What do you think? Well, it, it, it's really, who do you blame on this whole thing? I mean, ultimately, yeah, it's both Marvel and Sony's fault, if you're looking at the fan's perspective, really. Um, because... Ultimately, it really if you really think about it, you're only really making that money is because of the fans because they want to go see the movie. Of course, you you are only as successful than people that actually go to support and watch these films that you make. So having said that, it's both of them, honestly, on finding uh, actually just coming to medium and looking at, hey, these fans are really liking this version of Spider-Man. Why don't we actually find some kind of medium in what can we do? Granted, Marvel wanted a 50-50, which seems pretty pretty fair deal. I mean, they're not asking for 60-40 or 70-30 or whatever. It's just an equal pay share on the revenue that's coming in when these movies come out. Um, okay, so granted, I, have an, I have an opinion, but, I, but, before, but before we go further, I want to know your opinion. If you took the fans out of it and mm-hmm. you had to choose, you being Ron, you had mm-hmm. to choose... A side, you had to say, I'm Team Marvel or I'm Team Sony. Who would you choose? I would be Team Marvel. Okay. 
I would be Team Marvel because this simple fact is that before Kevin Feige, Feige and Disney came into the picture with um, Tom Holland's adaptation of Spider-Man, Spider-Man under Sony's um, umbrella was starting to tank. Um, based off of Spider-Man 3, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 3 was not all that great, and it didn't really do all that well in, in, um, in box office. So therefore, you you pause it, try to figure out what you want to do with Spider-Man. So you decide to reboot it. Here comes Andrew Garfield as you know as Spider-Man. First one was okay. Second one was a bit a disappointment overall to some people. I mean, personally, I kind of liked it, but you know, I get where most yeah, people. I could see the I, disappointment. Yeah, I, I could see where the people didn't like it. Um, so therefore, boom. So. Your, your your reboot didn't ultimately didn't work. So now what do you do? Well, here comes Marvel saying, hey, we got a story that's coming up that pretty much is centrically around, that revolves around the character you're using right now. So why don't we do something with it? Can we use him for our, for our, our project and what we're doing? So you do that and then you bring him in and you put him in uh, Captain Marvel Civil War. Everybody loves Tom Holland as Spider-Man in that movie. So therefore, you give him a solo movie. That does actually well. And then you have him in Infinity War, and then you give him a sec- his sequel to his solo uh, film. That does even better. In fact, it does even better than any Spider-Man movie made previous to this film. It it outshines um, Spider-Man. It outshines um, Spider-Man 2. All of them. So... Now you have to think. Now, looking at it, you think to yourself: Do you really think Sony, like Sony, do you really think that this was all you? You get what I'm saying? You can't really. They can't really put this on them as being, being the sole um, reason why this version of uh, Spider-Man is actually doing good because of them. Okay, so let me ask you a question. If you had a Spider-Man, you said, you know, we had the solo Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to argue the fact that you didn't have a solo Spider-Man movie. You had a solo named Spider-Man movie, you know, with Spider-Man Homecoming, guest starring Tony Stark, guest starring the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe, guest starring all the things that come with being a part of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. So I would also speculate that if you had a Captain America movie and you had a Captain America 2 and you had a Captain America where he goes into some, uh, I mean, a, a Captain America 3, if you want to call it, where he goes into some country and fights in a civil war in that country, the revenue, the love for the movie, all of those things would not have been as great if were it not for Falcon, if it were not for the Captain America Civil War, having the Avengers, having Natasha introduced in there. All of those things, I think the ingredients for the Marvel Universe back in the 60s was solidified by you would see a scene in Spider-Man and just in whatever's going on in Spider-Man, they show the Baxter building or they mm. show where Dr. Strange lives or they show Dr. Strange. You get where I'm going? Yeah. You know, I think that what Sony is not realizing is the Marvel universe is baked to be a conglomerate of different characters all interacting with each a other. A shared universe. Yeah. A shared universe. And when you don't have that to share, are those characters individually as interesting alone as they would exactly. be in a whole. Yeah, and that brings me to the next point, is what is Sony planning on doing with Spider-Man? How can you bring him into, I guess, if I doubt, I don't, <laughs> I really hope that you don't plan on rebooting this for the third time. And Actually, the fourth. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, even if they keep, um, even if they keep Tom Holland and they, you know, how are they going to explain that he's exactly. no longer Mr. Stark Jr.? Right. How do you go forth with that? And even on the other side of Marvel is that, okay, because even 
it, some there was an article where Kevin Feige mentioned that it, the deal was never meant to last. If that's the case, then you would have killed off Spider-Man in Infinity War and never brought him back. Okay. Like he could have died. He could have died. Not he couldn't been not not decimated like he was in Infinity War. He could have actually died. Died. So therefore, he wouldn't come back and that be done with it. If that was the case of him not being part of the universe anymore like he wasn't like he said he wasn't put missed to last you wouldn't have had if he wasn't meant to last his tony stark's mission in endgame wouldn't have been about bringing back peter well absolutely not i agree with you absolutely i agree with you yeah that if that was the case if you wouldn't have had if you if he was not meant to be a long-term character then that wouldn't have been part that would have been his subplot in endgame he wouldn't have had that much guilt riding on him in in that movie if that was the case and you wouldn't have you wouldn't have made far from home the way it was in the first place i mean just like he like how peter was so how he put himself up as being a the next iron man being looking up towards you know tony stark I mean, those things like it just don't make any sense if that wasn't long. If this wasn't long term, of course mm. he was long. I mean, of course this was long term. So clearly, you want Spider-Man in your MCU. Um, but maybe it wasn't. If in the sense of, and I, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm also just for the sake of it, playing the opposite or devil's advocate, so to speak. But yeah. what if it wasn't, and the reason that you reveal Peter Parker as Spider-Man and you reveal that he's now a fugitive or make him into a fugitive is Peter goes underground and he can't associate with anybody that he's known before. Maybe that was part of the reason that they did what they did at the end of Far From Home. That doesn't really make sense, but... You know, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. It does, but it's just... You did all of that just to make him a fugitive, though. But that is, it doesn't, ah, yeah, ah. it would be. And again, it goes back to what we were saying a moment ago: is will Sony be able to maintain the quality that we've seen in these past two films? Personally, I really don't think so. I mean, because even then, it's like, how? What is it that you're trying to do with Spider-Man and, and some of his characters, I mean, like supporting characters, like villains and stuff? Because None of that is really meant to last. I don't see how long you can do a Venom movie or a franchise with Venom without Spider-Man being evolved out. I mean, now you have full control. Maybe you could put him in there, but the thing is, Venom and Venom and the upcoming uh, Venom spinoff, um, Morbius, are supposedly spinoffs. So, what are they spinning off of? Because Andrew Garfield's never really mention anything about eddie brock or venom uh toby mcguire had venom had brock in it but you killed them off at the end of the movie right at the end of the movie so i don't know how is this supposed to be a spinoff with tom holland where he's never neither one has been mentioned in it in, in their movies so i'm going to speculate that so so well, well let me back up for a second mm-hmm. if i'm sony I'm thinking that that Sony is not looking at Spider-Man for the artistic slash character potential slash importance. I see them as looking at it as a token of finance and something to which they can build a further tokens of finance and create more money, et cetera, and so forth. And again, I know I said at the beginning, you know, it, it all comes back to money, but I, I don't think that they see the big picture in the sense of it's better to give 50% or, or renegotiate it to 40 or 30% back to Marvel or, and keep that 70 or 60 percent than to keep a hundred percent and instead of getting a billion get 200 million you see what right I, you know I, I i don't see that and you know maybe in 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 the back of their mind they're saying well we helped keep marvel afloat back in the 90s when they originally sold the rights to us and and, and that may well be true but you just made a billion dollar movie 
and it was because of Marvel. I just I can't wrap my head around yeah, divorcing the, each other. I don't either. It's like it was, as I said before, it's really hard for me to for me to it's hard for me to think that you actually did this solely on your resources alone. I just that's just, just is really hard for me to believe and for them to think that. But it it gets even even weird and more worse because now family is getting involved. The Lee family is getting involved. Well, far well more so um, Stanley's daughter, J.C. Lee. Right, right. Um, she threw out made out a statement basically saying that she's more happy. Well, she's basically siding with Sony on this, and she feels that apparently that Marvel and Disney have shown her and her family. Or, or so her dad and her family, um, just no respect or didn't have any common decency with his legacy and his, you know, his legacy was um, with his iconic character. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is really hard. That it was really that really put me off in left field with this because if Marvel, the man. The the franchise, what it the mega mega comic book um, mainstream publisher um, movie studio that it is now was founded by this man, and for years they have put him in movies in their movies. Um, they have come to him for counseling and making you know looking for source materials for these movies to be made, and I really don't see how they don't show any respect for this man. She went on to say that, you know, that no one really contacted her or her family during the passing. I just it seems to me is it's um, she's not getting anything out of this. But I, I think this is more out of bitterness. She was responding because if I'm not mistaken, J.C. and Stanley, they were not really getting along. That's what I thought that I, I, I was sitting here waiting to say that. Yeah, uh, and, and that was my, my my understanding. And at one point, I think he was taken toward the end of his life. And I and I hope uh, and I apologize for anyone listening if I'm misquoting this or misassuming, uh, so it be. But I think he was taken out of her care at some point, or something about that there was some inappropriateness and funds or something and again if i'm misquoting i I apologize but that is how i remember it yeah there's it was a big rift between the two i don't i think they had reconciled like before he passed away but i'm not i'm not entirely sure about that either but i do but the there's a rift between the two so it for you to say something like that it's just it's, it's just asinine really because I don't see that. I don't see Marvel Studios or Disney not really having any respect for this person because they don't have their movies. They don't have these characters that they're they're using for the comic books, their movies, without this man. Okay. So so, so let me a, let me let me pose this to you. Okay. So let, let's just take what you and I do uh, as podcasting, you know, and, okay. and just bear with me. This is coming out of left field, but just bear with me. So okay. so you and I, you have your podcast. I have discussing comics and the other things mm-hmm. that we do. And mm-hmm. it, for everyone listening to the podcast that we do, they hear the finished product. They don't have I mean, there's a dynamic for discussing Trek. There's a dynamic for discussing who. There's a dynamic for discussing comics. There's a dynamic for extremely geeked out. All of, every single one, and there's there there are background, you know, conversations that we have. There's editing that we have. There's scheduling conflicts, and there are episodes that never get made because of scheduling or ideas change or whatever. Just like we have all of this in the background and conversations of when, hey, when, when, when do you want to record? What do you want to record about? All of that stuff. The finished movies, the finished comics, there's people in the background. There's businesses. There's business decisions. And I'm sure at some point in Stan Lee's and 
entire career, there was some day that he went home and he was not very happy with Marvel Comics. And he was probably at some point not happy with something to do with um, the... Um, you know, the movies or the comics or what's whatnot. I guarantee you there is an episode that you have put out of this podcast that when you listen to it, you go, darn it, I should have done ABC or darn it, I should have done one, two, three, and you're not happy with it. I think that, that that's what his daughter is doing is mm. she is not happy with something and mm -hmm. someone asked her for her opinion and whatever it was that she was unhappy about that she wanted to say, oh, I have a platform now, platform she had. And again, I know that was from kind of left field, but to bring it back in, she, no, just, that, used, that actually makes sense. Yeah. she just used that platform to say, hey, look at me, listen to me. Yeah. And, and I'm and not saying she's right or wrong. I'm just saying, hey, listen no, to no, me. She, no, hey, and... And it was on a certain platform that what makes it even stems out even worse is that this was coming from TMZ. Ah, well, then there you go. Yeah, this is coming from TMZ. And they feed off of stuff like that. They, When it comes to drama, they, they definitely know how to bring it out, amplify it to what it is. So, I mean, when you hear something, when you see something, oh, well, so-and-so said this from you know, according to TMZ, and it's like, well, it's never good. So this is, <laughs> this is. Well, that's just like, if, I, if I'm going to ask you a question and I say, hey, Ron, what do you think about the ending of Game of Thrones? That's, you know, that's one question. But if I were to say, hey, hey, Ron, what do you think? Don't you think that that ending to Game of Thrones really sucked? I mean, the, you know what I'm saying? It, the, your answer from the, from the get-go, just by you laughing, that you, tells me you knew exactly where I was going with that because yeah. that prompted you for a specific answer. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Uh, I, I will say my history of watching Game of Thrones, I will say that the last episode of each season is always not as great as the, the second to last episode. Hmm. Interesting, and, and, and I think you're right. But 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 this isn't Game of Thrones. Sorry about that. But um, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get back. Let me get my WandaVision goggles back on. So, <laughs> uh, but it, but yeah, it, it's starting. It's starting to get murky. But there is some little bit of hope in this whole situation. It's possible that you know this in this in that heated negotiation that they probably needed to. Step away from each other, cool off, recal you know, recalibrate, and then just come back with something else. I think that it's clear that Sony is not ready to have a 50-50 co-financing, clearly. So really Marvel needs to just look into, I guess, asking for a little bit more in that, you know, that percentage, like to make it 10, 15, 20, something like that to get out of that. Um well, let me say this. I apologize to you and to Clarence because I both know that you're Spider-Man fans before I say this. But maybe <laughs> Marvel needs to let them go and make a Spider-Man movie that's not very spectacular and let it bomb so that they can see, hey, you need Marvel to make Spider-Man be a success. And in the meantime, maybe they need to try something uncanny or fantastic in the meantime. I, I'm not opposed to that idea i think because i feel like that's what they i think sony needs because they really are feeling themselves after far from home so i think like okay if you really think that you can make a spider-man movie without marvel studios involved then go for it i don't think it's going to do all that great but go for it <laughs> And, and and maybe we're maybe we're totally wrong maybe the ingredient was the right spider-man Maybe, maybe. I, you know what? Spider-Man, they've shown that they can do good with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That was a really good Spider-Man movie. But, but you know what I think that also was? I think that was very, and, and kudos to them, that mm -hmm. was very tricky and a very good move on the chessboard of strategies, so to speak. Yeah. They... Yeah 
took Miles and made him popular in their universe, uh, even though it was an animated own universe. So that takes away that possibility of saying, hey, take Peter, Marvel will take Miles, which I would love that. That would be fair. That would actually be fair. You could do that. I I think that's a really good fair deal. Okay, let's have Peter Parker, you deal with Miles Morales, because clearly you can do a good Miles Morales story. I mean, why not? And even what helps out even more, this was an animated film. So there wasn't really any need of you to be completely accurate, which, I mean, some they were somewhat pretty accurate with Miles Morales' story and a few other characters in that movie. But um, it's you can do what you want with that movie. So I really don't see why. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Do it that way. Okay, you want, we'll give you uh, Peter Parker We'll keep Miles. That's fair. Yeah, but at the end of the day, which one made more money, Peter or Miles? And yes, it was because of Marvel, in my opinion. It was still Peter. Peter, yeah, yeah. Um, it's ah, it's it's so it's so murky right now. But I, but I'd really think that they may later on like make up a you know come up with something different. Um, Speaking different of deal. something different. What do, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear what you think about the latest three co- uh, offerings coming from Disney Plus. Ooh, yes, yes. So, twenty uh, D23 Expo was this weekend and or past weekend, and they basically Sony or uh, Marvel Studios pretty much started flexing on Sony because they said, okay, well, you don't have us with Spider Man. Well, guess what? We're going to show you. Everything else that we got coming up with Disney Plus uh, streaming service. You got Moon Knight series coming out, which everybody, all Marvel, this was a good like tip off the old hat because everybody wanted a Moon Knight series to come out in during for um, during when like Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones were all on Netflix. They want all, him to show up in there. Well, that all apparently canceled, and now they're they're gone. They're done with that. So. I'm assuming they're probably gonna bring them towards the Disney Plus um, streaming service later on, like a few years later on. But um, you got Moon Knight now, so that that was definitely a good kudos to us, you know, to the fans. Like, here you go, you want a Moon Knight series? Here you go, and now you have a She-Hulk. Yes. I was like, wow, okay, yeah, okay, and now you got Miss Marvel. I'm okay with that. Wasn't expecting it, but hey, I'm fine with that. It's it's clear that they're actually moving towards the the all new, all different era of Marvel now. Mm. That's what that's what I've my understanding because you have Jane Foster coming back as being in the store. That was part of that. Um, so which one? I'm curious. Which one shocked you? Which one were you least expecting out of that lineup? Moon Knight, honestly, because I didn't think they were going to do it. Even even though the fans wanted that, I didn't think. Marvel Studios is going to do it. Mm, I'll go another yeah. direction. I thought it. I was like number one ecstatic, but number two totally blown away that they would do She-Hulk. Mm. Yep, I yeah. love She-Hulk. So I was oh, like, really? I was like so freaking happy. <laughs> but um, but no, I was like shocked that that they would do She-Hulk. Wasn't yeah, I kind of didn't expect that. I mean. I mean, ultimately, all three, I really wasn't expecting them to make, at least not right now anyways. I thought at least Miss Marvel would be like a movie, but... Mm. No, I, I I don't think the character... Now, and this isn't dis, uh, dissing Miss Marvel, the right. current Miss Marvel in any way, but I don't think she would have been able to have sustained a, you know, a movie movie i think i got you i think yeah, she I is too new she doesn't have enough tapestry in mm-hmm. her entire story to mm-hmm. flesh out a movie but i do think that she would be an interesting draw for and a good uh draw for you know you've you've got for for the guys you've got moon knight you know you've got the bro movie and are not bro, bro movie but you've got uh you know the the two buds with um, Winter Soldier and with the Falcon, you know, so you got that, but then you've got for, you know, teenage girls or young women or however you want to say, you've got Miss Marvel for that. And I think that, you know, 
is a demographic and you've got something for that but i mean boys can watch it too of course but you know i just i, I think that's a good demographic that you were trying to reach and you reached and i think it'd be a good tv show yeah 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 i i, I agree with you on that one it doesn't seem in my, in my personal opinion i don't think it's that she's not big yet but i think she's tv ready for sure yeah. i think she's definitely tv ready for sure uh, um I'm really excited who who is going to play She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Hmm. Yes, because casting is everything. Totally. It is. It is. You, you got to make it believable that, that this character can be real. You know who or actually bring out that persona of that character. You know, and from the which version of the She-Hulk will they use? And I hope mm-hmm. it's the one that we've seen from 1980 through, say. 19 i mean 2015 2016 i'd rather they not use the version that they have now yeah i don't think it's going to be that i think it's going to be the lawyer that oh, that would be so that would be cool i think it would be the lawyer um so do you think she hulk will be played by two actresses or do you think hmm. that the she hulk will be a computer generated she hulk um that's the thing. I think it's going to be computerized, or at least I'll put it this way. I think the first season is going to be two people. Okay. I think it's going to be, okay, of course, you'll have the, the actress, and then you'll have her motion cat face on the the CG version of her um, as, you know, being big and green. And I think in the second season, you'll just have just her as being green, because we all know that she loved being the, the She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, she loved being the She-Hulk, so... I think that really would um, be that that route. I think you'll have your two char- your two actors doing the f- season one and season two. You'll just have that just that one um, CG character in, in that show. Um, you know, and th- I think that would have been really cool to have if the, had they kept the deal and had maybe one of the episodes be about um, getting Peter Parker out of the hot mess that he was at the end of the movie. And she being her, oh, that would have been cool. That'd have been cool. I think that would have been cool if he, if she was his lawyer, at the end of that, you know, in one yes. of the episodes. That'd have been really cool. But eh, what do I know? I'm just a fan. <laughs> yeah, but you know, sometimes the fans become the best creators, and somebody hey. may be listening to us and say, "Ooh, that's a pretty darn good idea." Yeah, that's a good, that's a pretty good idea. Hmm. I'm hmm. Yeah. Call Amy Passels about that. You know. Hey, let's, let's work something out here. <laughs> I just heard a really cool idea I want to put on the show on Seahawk. Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> well, there was something interesting before we move on from She-Hulk that I mm-hmm. saw in an article over the weekend. There were a lot of Marvel fans that were offended by the fact that you were sexualizing the Hulk by putting she in front of it saying, well, you couldn't, you have come that, you know, up with a better name like giantess or something, as opposed to just putting she in front of it. And some, and there were fans that were like, uh, look at the character, you know, look up the character and basically know what you're talking about before you post. Because I yep. guess the, whoever these people were that were mad because of the name didn't realize She-Hulk's been around since 1980. Yeah, these those so-called people that get offended just to be offended, they're still around. Yeah. <laughs> I think, was it? I mean, this is completely unrelated, but last year people were offended by the ever-so-classic um, Christmas um, claymate or stop-motion uh, movie, Rudolph, as to it being teaching kids is to be bullies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well. You know, and, and and if you want to start looking at names, you know, let's just call it out for what it is. You know, you you, you know, you have Namor and you have Aquaman. You have uh, mm-hmm. Green Arrow. You have uh, Hawkeye. But 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 when Sw- um, Swamp Thing is for DC and then Marvel has to have an equivalent and we're talking, you know, putting a, ma- a male or a female pronoun in front of a name with She-Hulk. Well, you have Swamp Thing in DC and then they come out with Man Thing. Man okay. Thing. Yeah. Okay. 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, don't get, you know, if you're going to get, you know, don't get, you know, don't get all bent out of shape over She-Hulk. There's other names out there that are much worse. And way much worse. <laughs> than She-Hulk. Yeah. It's just a, like, because it's, Hulk itself seems more of a masculine name anyway. So, like, why would she just be Hulk? Granted, one of her books is just called Hulk. That's because she was technically the only Hulk. Right. At the time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude, it's that's just weird. And people, like I said, are just trying to figure, just trying to be upset about something, which is there's no need to be. Agreed. Uh, I think, I mean, if anything, that's kind of cool in a sense to, you know, She-Hulk. I mean, like to be, I'm, you know, being a strong, super strong woman. I mean, that's, I I see as as being a positive title than actually being being a derogatory or being something negative, basically. But yeah, I... I kind of just wave that off and just move on. Exactly. Because that's yeah. Because that's just it's just is a gnat flying in the air, really. Honestly, because that's that's just nonsense, man. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But um, yeah, dude. D twenty three. They really showed out with all their stuff they got coming out with um, Disney Plus, which I'm excited about. This streaming service coming out in November. Um, even in Outside of comic books, there's Star Wars stuff. Correct. The, Mandalor- the Mandalorian trailer yes. looks awesome. And I think it's kind of dating after Return of the Jedi. Yes. And did they not, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but did they not put out a timeline of the entire Star Wars franchi- movie franchise? Okay. Yes, they did. They did. You got to see every movie that came out and what, what timeline. I mean, well... You should already, if you watched all those movies, you should know when they're all lined up. But yeah, you did get like a timeline of all the movies and when they actually happened. Um, from my understanding, I think it was, yeah, The Mandalorian was right after um, Return of the Jedi. I, I believe so. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's either in between... Um, Empire Strike Back or Return of the Jedi or after Return of the Jedi. Yep, I think you are right. Mm-hmm. But it it looked really good. Uh, um, this is not Boba Fett, though. Just to make that clear, it's, this is a whole different Mandalorian. Um, but uh, it, it looked really good. Um, they also had showed um, the cast of the Eternals and I guess their concept design of their you know their suits in their movies and they look good I, 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 I mean, i'm excited about eternals i've never really, really been a fan of mm-hmm. the i mean well i should say that I, whenever i say i've never been a fan i've never disliked the eternals but i've never been mm-hmm. like oh here come the eternals uh, you know see, but, but there's I, something about this movie though that just keeps I don't know my 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 spider tents or they said the Peter Tingle, Peter Tingle. Is, <laughs> is going off. So something about this movie is getting my attention. You know what? I'm thinking there is something that's. I think this is like the movie that's supposed to give you the narrative of this next phase of Marvel Studio or no the MCU. Um, that I'm kind. Of, that's what my expectation of that is, and that's my only expectation because I don't. I haven't never read a Eternals book, so I may have to pick up um, a trade somewhere at my comic book shop or something to, to actually, you know, you know, get my get a better, broader understanding of these characters. But um, but yeah, I'm going into this completely clean slate, kind of just not really knowing what's going on, but just kind of taking it for what it is, really. So, um, so I'm going to give a plug to Marvel for a moment. Um, Clarence and I did a comic episode once about, you know, paper versus digital. And I know you are very paper. And at that time, I was very, you know, all into paper. I loved having the book in my hand, et cetera, and mm-hmm. so forth. That mm-hmm. being said, I love having, I, I do have a subscription to Marvel Unlimited. So and, do I. Okay, so I, yeah, I there there are some Eternal books on 
um, Marvel Unlimited. So, okay. so go check that out because uh, as soon as I found out that the Eternals was you know going to be a movie, there's a mini series that they had, and there's some other you know stuff. So go go look up uh, Eternals and read about them because they are to me much more interesting than Jack Kirby's Fourth World. And I know I'm probably speak, speaking blasphemy for DC fans, <laughs> but. Uh, I think they are much more interesting, and go check them out because they are very good. Okay, I surely will. I mean, that's sometimes how I usually read books that are like long past been published. That's some ways I usually go and look at. You know, I read some of the books like like Winter Soldier, or if I want to reread Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War, I, I read that way digitally. But um, but yeah, most current stuff or something that's not that far along, I usually get it paper wise. But yeah, I will definitely. I will definitely look that up on uh, Marvel Unlimited. Well, well, let me say one other thing about digital now, and, and this is for current, and not only for space-wise, but there's something about being able to get up at, you know, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever time you get up on a Wednesday morning and go to Comixology and see, oh, button, 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 by download, and you've got them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that, yeah. At one point, when I like was like, okay, I'm gonna start like seriously collecting. Before then, I was kind of like just reading digitally a little bit because I think I had like Marvel and DC, and then I had Comicsology if I wanted to read something a little more indie, um, do it that way. So yeah, it, it is there is some level of, uh, of um, convenience in that, and like you said, space wise. Yes, because eventually I know I can't like just constantly completely you know collect because eventually i'll have to like stop because you know and just and just do it that way but um or just at least it limit or limitize where i want to really seriously collect that i know i want to seriously collect on asm that that's something i i want to continue to do um but there are a few other books i probably would eventually just stop reading altogether but um yeah i'd yeah, is there is some plus signs to reading digital for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we also to get back on on D twenty three, we find out when Black Panther two is coming out. And it's May sixth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two. And Ryan Coogler, the director who did the first Black Panther, is returning to do the sequel. This is a shocker because knowing this director he doesn't really do sequels to a lot of his stuff uh he didn't he he directed the first creed movie and didn't direct the second um he's really just been known for like doing one shots okay but isn't it maybe less of a sequel considering you go from 20 you know basically the beginning of 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and into 2022. Mm. So you're basically going four years. Maybe that mental gap in between, just speculating here, but maybe that time frame in between creates like a mental gap to make him feel more like starting fresh again. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Because think about it. When a movie is greenlit for a sequel... By the time we find out that it's being greenlit, they start pre-production and, you know, making the movie. So you pretty much in the same time frame that the movie is in theater sometimes are starting on your sequel. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, because some sequels don't come like the good sequels, like frequent sequels, no more than two years. And then, boom, you have your next movie coming out. But yeah, I, this is a first because you're looking at yeah four years, a four year gap, and you have to have a refresher. I mean, clearly to you know to you know figure out what happened in the first one and make sure everything is moving forward on the second one. But um, yeah, it, I mean that's not. But at the same time, it's there have been other sequels that have had huge like decades in their gaps, like. Bad Boys Two, that's being for one. That's almost that was almost a decade apart from each other. So, so uh, let me speculate something. So, mm-hmm. just as the Marvel universe, as far as the cinematic 
is intertwined, meaning you had an Avengers movie without an Avengers title because Captain America's Civil War, for, in my opinion, is was essentially... Age of Ultron. Yeah, it was yes. Age of Ultron Part 2, yeah. Bingo. So you have this coming out in 2020. You've got all these TV shows coming out in 2021 and 2020. I mean, 2020 and 2021. So how much you want to bet that you're going to have Wakanda referenced and people from Wakanda in at least one of those series? Hmm. You know what? What makes it even more cool about these shows that they are going to be more um, influenced through the movies versus to when, you know, Asian, you know, Asian of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil, Luke Cage, all of them. The only thing that had related or being, you know, mentioned was the Battle of New York. Correct. That's the only thing that's been mentioned. They didn't. They never really talked about Age of Ultron, other than Age of Shield at one point. Um, but none of the shows really talked about some of the major stuff that was happening in the MCU. So, I mean, that really came to. It, that was another issue that Marvel Studios was dealing was dealing with Marvel Television when. They really didn't want to really play ball with what they were doing in, in the movies or vice versa. So he, that was the issue. So now that they have, I guess now you say they have more control, you know, with these shows under under the Disney umbrella, you can do this now. You can actually have more continuity, basically, in these shows versus the way. Because honestly, at this point with Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., I don't even think... Agent of Shield is even part of the MCU continuity because there was like they were doing things that were just not related to any of that was going on in the movies. So, and plus, it's about to end. Yeah, and it's about to end now. So that there you have it. So I mean, and also of course Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, even Iron Fist, all of those been canceled. And only like I said, only Daredevil really. Daredevil and Jessica Jones were the only ones that mentioned anything about. Um, stuff that was happening in the movie. And like I said, I was only talking about what happened in the Battle of New York. So, I mean, that's... that's. Well, now, I think it was either in Iron Fist or it was in... It was one of the last couple ones before Jessica Jones. You hear something in a radio transmission, like a police radio, and they say something like, you know, respond to such and such at 44 and Baxter or something. You know, so mm -hmm. you hear the word Baxter. But for anybody who's not a diehard fan like us, we wouldn't mm. have gotten that reference. Right. Mm. Yeah, true. That's true. But I, it's, but I think now they have more control of that 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 issue they had with their previous shows now. Cool. I'm yeah, excited. So, yeah, I am too. I, I really am too. Disney, even if they are going to lose Spider-Man, they are still going to be okay without I don't know how they're going to explain him not being there anymore, but I'm pretty sure they'll figure out a way. But And who's to say that the best way to explain something is nothing at all? True. You know, because seriously, how many times have you watched a TV show where a, an actor or an actress, they part ways because they couldn't come up with a new um, contract and that person, they just don't reference them anymore? Mm-hmm. That's that is also true. I mean, because in a way that, that that might just happen because they don't have an Avengers movie coming out for the next two, three years now. So you don't really need to mention Spider-Man because since he's considered a, an Avenger now. But if you're not going to assemble the, the team, there's no need to mention him right okay, now. OK, so uh, and I have the perfect line. Uh, if it's two or three years from now. Oh, yeah. The kids away at college. There, there you, you go. go. Boom. Yeah, because he's about two, three years from now, he'll be already graduated. Yeah. And you don't even, you know, and then fans would know who you're talking about. But it's, oh, yeah, the kid's away from college. The kid's away at college. Blump. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I think, yeah, that would probably be it. That whole, <laughs> that whole hoopla about who, him being Spider-Man probably made him have to force to retire being Spider-Man. So he just lives a normal life for the time being. And that's it. And, yeah. And there's the madness of the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm really also I'm excited to see what if. Oh show. yes. Yes. Me too. Me too. And it's 
even though it's an animated series, you're getting the actual actors from the movies to voice over the, these characters in the movie and in, in the show. That's really cool. I'm really excited to see this because I know one episode is going to be about Peggy being Captain America or Captain Britain from the image I saw from on Twitter is that she's in a Captain America like suit, but is mm. British theme instead. So that would be cool. Yeah. Speaking of, that is something that we're also speaking of Captain Britain the, that we're we will also be talking about on the next episode of Discussing Comics. So mm. that's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I, I don't think Marvel is hurting too bad. It it was definitely a sucker punch for them, but without a doubt, they're going to bounce back. And uh, who, like I said, who knows? They may, may, may even come up with a deal later on when the time is right. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, Marvel Studios, Disney's, they're going to be fine. Yep, absolutely. And again, you know, it may all be casting, so I'm excited. Regardless, we've got TV shows, we've got enough, and and we'll have another Spider-Man movie, and who who knows? And all I'm happy about at the end is we're making superhero movies. Period. Yeah, it's still it's still rolling, and when ten almost eleven years ago, at one point. It was. They're saying that it was a. Steven Spielberg said that eventually this thing is going to fade away, and here we are, about ten years ago when he said that it's still running strong. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see this thing not going anywhere, man. As long as we don't have Avengers by Joel Schumacher, we'll be good. Or M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Point taken. Bingo. Point taken and very well said indeed. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> if all those things happen or don't happen, rather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, that's it, man. That's all I have. Um, Kyle, is there, you want to give the audience um, a way to reach you and uh, how to listen to your podcast? Sure. Discussing Ab- comics? Absolutely. If you want to check out discussing comics, it's really easy. Just look us up on Apple podcast, of course, or you can go to discussing comics.com. There you have it, folks. And of course, as always, you can listen to this on anchor, any other listening platforms. You can listen to this on this show episode as well. Um, and also if you need um, to contact me, I'll hit me up on that. Uh, mailusgeeks.com or mailusgeeks at gmail.com or hit me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm everywhere. Instagram. You can find us on ego underscore podcast. So yeah, guys, hit us up. Let us know what you thought about this episode. We thank you. See you guys next time.